This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. I feel like we're having a bit of a nostalgia moment here because here we are two and a half years after Traditionis Custodis has, was issued and two years almost to the day after the dubia was issued, was responded to by Cardinal Roach regarding the implementation of Traditionis Custodis, which actually made the, made Francis's decree against the traditional mass even worse than it already was. Two years after all of this, we now have more restrictions on the Latin mass being issued. I and mean, these are coming from places you, if you're not familiar with them, you would be surprised, but if you are familiar, you won't be. And we're going to focus on one today from Perth, Australia. And I'm focusing on this because I've had a number of Catholics send me this, but also because I've actually been to Perth. It's a beautiful place. And there are in the Diocese of Perth only two places you can get the traditional mass officially. Now, I say, I say officially because in reality, there's, of course, the SSPX and a few other organizations like that. And there are still Catholics of goodwill who, for whatever reason, believe the lies from Rome about the status of the SSPX and the lies from the Pope's planners who try to dissuade you from going to valid and illicit traditional mass offerings. But our story comes to us from Perth, and I'm going to give you some context here. A letter was issued to the faithful earlier this week telling the faithful that essentially their priest who had been offering the traditional mass was canceled. And his crime is kind of ambiguous here. When I say crime, we'll put that in air quotes, but he was against, essentially guilty of defending the faith and liturgical orthodoxy. And if you go into the history of this a little bit, you're going to see that this was one of the good priests. And for his efforts, his parish is now on the chopping block. And now the decree itself doesn't say that there's any threat to the parish, but there's a long history of the diocese rubbing its hands greedily, looking at that the parish and the land it sits on because it's in and major part of Perth in terms of property value and you get the math you get you actually get you can actually see what's going on here so let's go to the story for some context let's go to a, an article from the remnant which reported on the new norms of traditional mass in Perth when they were issued initially back last year so from their report on this this is a lengthy quote but it's worth it quote Archbishop Costello's well-timed implementation of Traditionis Custodis consisted of issues issuing new liturgical norms for his archdiocese, under which only two locations will be allowed to regularly provide the traditional mass, as well as the pastoral letter explaining his actions. According to the new norms, Latin masses will be restricted to Sundays and holy days of obligation, unless permission is granted via an application to the archbishop's delegate, Monsignor Michael Keating. Additionally, it seems that no other sacraments are to be celebrated according to the old rite. This means that even the blessing of homes or rosary beads could lead to punitive action being taken against the priest involved. Under the new norms, priests from other parishes who wish to say the Latin Mass are now required to apply for permission on a case-by-case -case basis. Before receiving permission, such priests would have to declare, quote, the validity and legitimacy of the liturgical reform dictated by Vatican II and the Magisterium of the Supreme Pontiffs. As an aside, if you're forcing priests to to swear allegiance to this, you've got a problem on your hands. Anyway, they would have to proceed with a convoluted application process, which all but precludes permission for a timely traditional requiem. 
under the reform, under this decree, there is no provision for out-of-state priests to offer a Latin mass, even privately. In all cases, the archbishop will have the final say in granting these requests. The norms also state that readings are to be given in the vernacular and must be taken from translations approved by the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference. This introduces another level of anxiety since as a result of pressure from, let's call them fringe lady worshippers, at the Plenary Council, Plenary Council like their National Synod, the Australian Bishops' Conference has approved a revision of the lectionary in order to make the language more inclusive. So, of course, they are bringing a modernist version of scripture into the traditional mass. This is why the, one of the reasons why these readings are traditionally done in Latin. St. Anne's currently offers only the traditional mass and sacraments and has continued to live stream its daily mass since the norms were promulgated. The other approved parishes at Kelmscott, where most of its masses are already offered in the new rite. Parish priest of St. Anne's, Father Michael Rowe, urged parishioners to request a revocation or amendment of the new norms under Canon 1734, a function designed to protect those aggrieved by a new decree issued by their bishop. In an emotional sermon, Father Rowe explained the events to his congregation, saying that their community, quote, now has the primary responsibility to take leadership in preserving the life and worship of all who come and will be par become part of the community in the future. Father Rowe assured his parishioners that both he and his assistant, Father Limborn, intend to continue serving them as priests. He broke into tears when explaining that although Archbishop Costello had never visited the parish, they now had the opportunity, quote, to tell him who we are, what we are about, and how we cherish the Latin Mass, the sacraments, and our community life here at St. Anne's, end quote. Now, the Remnant article goes on to remind people that St. Anne's Parish has been in a dispute with the diocese for some time over, you guessed it, valuable pri pri private property. The diocese sits on prime real estate and has been embroiled in disputes with the diocese, those who'd like the prime real estate to be used for other purposes. It's all about money in many cases. And why? Because Australia was one of those places that had a pretty big problem with the uh, Ted McCarrick kind of priests doing their di diabolical work. And they've got a lot of debts. And that's how they tried to get Cardinal Pell, by the way, if you remember the late Cardinal Pell. Though in Pell's case, the accusations with him were so laughably false on their face that the, it really took a biased judiciary to try to get him. And even then, the the Supreme Court of the of the state that he was in finally laughed it off and dismissed the charge because again they were on their face laughably false. Now you'll notice that the bishop is going to try to continue as we go over this letter with other priests who are authorized to say the traditional liturgy, but it should go without saying that these new priests will be on Team Francis. They'll just have decent taste in liturgy. And remember, as we go over this, that Perth is not exactly a small place. The Diocese of Perth. I looked this up comprises over 490,000 square kilometers. In miles, that's like 292,000 square miles. The Diocese of Perth is enormous. And the two Latin Mass parishes are located in the entire diocese, the authorized ones. These are not the SSPX or similar organizations. The authorized ones are both in the city of Perth. They're about 40 minutes drive from each other. I know, I looked it up on Google Maps, how to get from one parish to the other. 40 minutes. If you live in the Diocese of Perth, outside of that, you have no options. That's the point of Traditionus Custodis. Whenever you've seen this implemented anywhere where they've eliminated the Mass down to two regular offerings on Sunday with restrictive sacraments, they will put them either in places very close to each other that are not good location for anybody in the diocese except for the people who live near them, or they will put them so far away from each other 
and then oftentimes with that implementation only allow the sacrament, the mass to be offered on every other Sunday at one and every other Sunday at the other, that driving back and forth between them is not going to work for most people who go to mass in that form exclusively. That's the point of this. Because remember, Traditionis Custodis was issued with the intent of, quote, bringing us back into the Novus Ordo. That was the whole point. So let's go over this letter with all that in mind, because that's important context for this story. Open letter to the faithful who worship at the Church of St. Anne, Belmont, Western Australia. Dated Monday the 11th of December, just a few days ago. Dear sisters and brothers in the Lord, as I most recently shared with you in my pastoral letter to the clergy and faithful of the Archdiocese of Perth on Monday, 4th of December 2023, Pope Francis in his apostolic letter, Traditionis Custodis, issued motu proprio on the 16th of July 2021, promulgated universal law in relation to the celebration of Mass according to the Massale Romanum promulgated by St. John the Twenty Third in 1962. Pope Francis, in Article 5 of his motu proprio, determined that, quote, priests who already celebrate according to the Massale Romanum of 1962 should request from the diocesan bishop the authorization to continue to enjoy this faculty. Indeed, in Article 8, he determined that Previous norms, instructions, permissions, and customs that do not conform to the provisions of the motu proprio are abrogated. Notwithstanding that Father Rowe had previously been granted permission, he was required by reason of the legislation introduced by Pope Francis on the 16th of July, 2021, to obtain authorization from myself so that he may continue to celebrate Mass using the Roman Missal promulgated by John Twenty Third in 1962 in the Archdiocese of Perth. On 19th September 2022, I issued the norms for the implementation of the motu proprio traditionis custodis that came into a force that same day. In these norms, I established the procedure to be followed by a priest who seeks authorization to celebrate Mass using the Roman Missal approved by Pope John Twenty Third in 1962. Father Rowe has been made fully aware of this procedure. I note that it is now over 12 months since the issuing of those norms. As of today's date, Father Rowe has not sought my authorization to celebrate the Mass using the Roman Roman Missal promulgated by St. John the Twenty Third in 1962. Therefore, I have informed Father Rowe that, he, that as he has not sought the necessary authorization required by canon law, and as he has not been authorized to celebrate the Mass using the Roman Missal promulgated by St. John the Twenty Third in 1962 in the Archdiocese of Perth, he is not authorized to celebrate Mass using the Roman Missal promulgated by St. John the Twenty Third in 1962 at the Church of St. Anne, Belmont, or anywhere else in the Archdiocese of Perth. Ordained priests have, quote, a special obligation to show reverence and obedience to the Supreme Pontiff, and accordingly all priests are under an obligation to comply with the norms of law promulgated by Pope Francis. Consequently, as of the date of this letter, Father Rowe is no longer authorized to celebrate the Mass using the Roman Missal of 1962 at the Church of St. Anne, Belmont, or any location in the Archdiocese of Perth. For the avoidance of doubt, it has never been my intention that either the celebration of the Mass using the Roman Missal of 1962 be discontinued at the Church of St. Anne, or the community itself be, quote, closed down. To suggest otherwise is false. Current timetable of Masses will continue, until determined otherwise, and will be celebrated at the Church of St. Anne by a group of priests authorized to celebrate the Mass using the Roman Missal of 1962 in the Archdiocese of Perth. Arrangements have already been made to this effect in support of the community who gather to worship at the Church of St. Anne, Belmont. On 9th of July 2010, Archbishop Hickey appointed Father Rowe as the rector of the Church of St. Anne Belmont, and also as the spiritual leader of the community that was to celebrate the Mass using the Roman Missal promulgated by John Twenty Third in 1962 at St. Anne's Church in Belmont. 
having regard for the Holy Father's motu proprio of the 16th of July, 2021, and my decree of the 19th of September, 2022, I have reviewed the need for a rector to be appointed for the Church of St. Anne Belmont. Accordingly, after consultation with the College of Consultors, I have determined that Father Rowe's appointment in light of the Holy Father's motu proprio are no longer appropriate. Therefore, as of today's date, I have formally revoked Father Rowe's appointment as both the rector of the Church of St. Anne Belmont and as a spiritual leader of the community that gathers there to celebrate the Mass using the Roman Missal promulgated by St. John the 23rd in 1962. Father Rowe retains faculties for the Archdiocese of Perth. These faculties authorize Father Rowe to celebrate Mass according to the Novus Ordo. I take this opportunity to renew my call offered in my pastoral letter to the clergy and the faithful of the Archdiocese of Monday, 4th of December, 2023. Quoting himself, It is now time for all in the Archdiocese to accept the Pope's decisions and abide by them as they are set out in our diocesan regulations. I am conscious that some of the decisions I must now make and the consequences of them will upset and anger some people. I can only appeal to everyone to put aside their personal preferences and work together to ensure that our communion with the Holy Father made concrete through our communion with the local bishop, is realized in practice as well as in words. Please continue to pray for the gift of communion in our archdiocese and for those people for whom the Pope's decisions are difficult to accept. Yours sincerely in Christ, Archbishop Timothy Costello, etc., etc., etc. Yes, the priest was canceled for not going along with the decrees of Francis. And he, strictly speaking, didn't follow the decree, the decrees of canon law. Was he in the wrong here? I'll let you decide that. Personally, it's a hard stand he had to take, but he was effectively canceled. Yes, he has he has the ability to offer Mass in the new form. If he's been offering the, the traditional Mass exclusively for, for more than a decade, a decade and a half, it sounds like at this point, then that's unlikely to be the case. I suspect that priest will be joining the ranks of the independent priests out there which begs a lot of questions. If you are in the the Archdiocese of Perth, would you go to Mass with him? Even if it was on paper illicit? Do you find that times we live in to be extraordinary enough that they warrant such behavior? Curious what you have to say about this, so let me know in the comments, please, and hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. And as always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.